Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Mental Health Awakening and me and Angela are joined by Dr Dangerfield and, to, and today's topic is entrepreneurship and, and mental health. So um, over to you Angela. I'm still Angela Jackson, licensed professional counselor, national certification in the state of Tennessee, USA, friend of the UK. I'm so excited to be a part of this episode of Mental Health Awakening. Specifically, I'm excited about the guest. I know the guest. This is somebody you should know as well. So we're going to turn it over and allow her to introduce herself. Well, my name is Dr. Lucretia Dangerfield. I am a licensed professional counselor with a mental health service uh, provider designee in the state of Tennessee. I've been practicing for over almost um, a little over 18 years and counseling wasn't my first choice. And so I brought, uh, bring in my business background plus my mental health counseling background. But what I love specializing in is working with other mental health clinicians to help them to grow professionally and personally so that they can do the things that they need to do to have impact in our profession, the community and the world. And so I do that through supervision, I do that through coaching, and I also do it through some consultation. And then I also provide uh, counseling services for high achieving women that uh, deal with anxiety and depression, because that story is very familiar to me. Awesome, we appreciate that introduction. I just wanna chime in and say that I am a recipient of the danger field experience. That's what I call it. I have experienced her services. I can attest to the benefits and the range. And if you know the Jackson Impact <laughs> as a brand, you will know that, well, you will now learn that Dr. Dangerfield is a great supporter and a great coach great supervisor so hey <laughs> yeah. yeah so we started our journey uh from supervision up until now just watching you blossom as an entrepreneur thank you so excited yeah i think this is going to be a very interesting episode uh, i think for me because um i, I suppose i'm kind of a newbie <laughs> okay. <I'm here. laughs> um so it's gonna be good. It's gonna, I'm gonna learn a lot more um, myself, really, and like um, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to hear more about what you do. Um, and for everyone watching and or, or, or listening, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a learning experience, like Angela said, for them as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So, as it relates to mental health awakening, your topic is entrepreneurship and mental health. Lead us into that topic. Well, I have found that entrepreneurs are in a space where they don't talk a lot about their mental health. Uh, uh, some people hold entrepreneurs in esteem because they're like, oh, you make this big jump from working for somebody to starting your own business. But we don't talk about that human side of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And that is that entrepreneurs are some of the leading 
numbers of individuals that experience some form of a mental health they say challenge issues uh i'm I'm someone that believes that mental health is on a spectrum, on a continuum. So you have mental illness, which is diagnosable through using the DSM. But then you have mental health, which is somewhere in the middle, which we all have mental health. Yes. That is, yeah. that's a given. We all have mental health. And then mental wellness. And but mental, uh, but entrepreneurs, uh, there was a, um, study done at UC Berkeley, and it found that 72% of entrepreneurs reported that they had some mental health, mental illness challenge. It's, some of it is like what we all experience. So the anxiety, the depression, ADHD, social uh, substance use disorder, bipolar, those things impact uh, individuals that um, are out there owning their own business because a lot of times they suffer in silence. Yes. Don't, don't share the story until, uh, especially with some of the major entrepreneurs that we, you know, that we see out in social media and in, in the world, business world. And they uh, either we find out uh, because they, um, their uh, mental health plays out in the public eye or the story after their death mm -hmm. and family and friends share the behind the scenes. And we're thinking, oh, such a great business person, but they were struck, they were suffering in silence. Yes. And so that's why uh, I wanna bring some awareness, some awakening around the mental health uh, challenges and issues that entrepreneurs face. So one, if you're an entrepreneur, you're not out here by yourself. There are other people that are uh, experiencing some similar things and there are things that you could do because we all are human. I, I'm, I'm glad that you are highlighting this issue I, I shared with someone, it may have been on the podcast, it may have been in a more professional setting that therapists really do need therapists. Yeah. Therapists need that support. And it has hit home more closely since I transitioned from community mental health <laughs> to independent practice. Mm -hmm. So it, it definitely stands true. And then there's also that space where that, that I, I say it's like a silent pandemic itself where yes. people are suffering in silence. They feel like it's almost a hit towards your professionalism or it, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's like a, a loss of credibility if you say you need to talk with someone. <laughs> but mm -hmm. it, it's definitely a need that needs to be highlighted. I appreciate that. Yes, most definitely. Uh, even in my own journey, I remember uh, when I first started experiencing and identified <laughs> that, you know, I was dealing with some anxiety and some depression. I was like, well, who's going to come see me as a therapist if I'm over here struggling myself? Yes. So uh, for a while I did, I struggled in silence because I was like, Who's going to believe, you know, who wants to come see a therapist that 
is needing therapy herself. But I found that when you do your own work, you show up better That's for right. your for your clients than anything else because you can only take your client as far as you're willing to go. And also a lot of times our clients are us somewhere on our journey. That's true. So being able to have those honest conversations or knowing how to sit in the seat as a client and not as the professional. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I think about me and Mason, we, we share oftentimes we struggle with the same uh, medical condition and a part of a big part of my story is that personal piece that helps me relate to clients, that helps me attract, that's that magnetic uh, piece as it relates to actually providing services. So having to do, do my own work to pull them along, <laughs> sometimes it's a push, pull and a drag, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But you know, knowing that actually knowing the steps on the journey, what it took, mm -hmm. what it takes, the level of growth, the progress. So it's, it's definitely helpful to be what I would say a servant leader. I have to be able yeah. to even attend to myself. Mason, you remember, I think it might've been a day or so ago where I was talking about um, self-service. It's kind of yeah. like self-care. If I'm not taking care of myself or if I don't think about it like that old school gas station, is it full service or is it self-service? Full yeah. service, you think they're going to provide you with all the needs that you have, but it's the self-service where you don't just get the gas check. You just, just don't get the tire pressure check. I can clean my trunk out. I need to get that trash out of the front seat. I need my little air freshener in the window changed. <laughs> yeah. So that self-service for yourself, taking care of your own mental health and kind of op look, opening up that curtain and saying, hey, I'm human too. That, that definitely helps us to connect. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to, because um, like, 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 as we said that everyone has mental health um, and like, like you guys, um, like probably are the ones who arrange like your meetings with, with, with different clients um, and like it's kind of your choice how much you want to do I suppose it is like how much you want to do in a day how much hours you want to put in um, and I suppose you don't want to overwork yourself do you like you don't want to um, feel like I've got to do this and like um, possibility if your mental health or you are really struggling at a time that mm -hmm. you, um, you think to yourself, like going back to that self-care and think oh, maybe we could possibly reschedule. Um, I know um, via mental health that another person might be struggling, but I think, I know me and Angela spoke about this from our illness, like um, with Crohn's, that uh, when you get diagnosed with something, I think you kind of learn that self-care, I think, and to look after yourself a bit more and, I think uh, that very much links in with mental health and, and everyone that has mental mm -hmm. health because um, we all do. Um, yeah, <laughs> we will have it, but um, it's it's hard to speak about sometimes. And I think it's, it's it's really good today we're speaking about it, like having a business, like um, your own business. And, yeah. Um, I think that's really important because I don't like, um, especially young people, 
I don't think they have much knowledge about this. And um, uh, like um, people my age, I say, or, 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 or about their age, because people don't, do start their own business quite young. Um, there's a show mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, I don't know if it's in America, but it's called Dragon's Den. And um, people go on the telly and about about their own business. And you have like the dragons, like the people. Um, and then that, that, that they try to sell themselves to um, to try and get the, one of them to help them out with the business. And um, at first, when I was younger, I didn't really know much about it because um, I was thinking dragons. So dragons, were they? <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, like I, I think it is good that we're talking about this. And um, the more people, the more we talk about this, the more awareness that brings and for a mental health awakening. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Dangerfield, are there certain points that have been highlighted more so now than, than they have been before? Like, do you find that more entrepreneurs are opening up about their mental health than before? Or do you, do you find that there's more availability? Do you find that there's more vulnerability about it? Well, what I'm finding more so is people are are willing to open up and talk about and they talk about it probably more from their own their own personal stance and they'll talk about what they're going uh, through and because we have social media uh with tiktoks and reels people that are entrepreneurs are out there uh owning their own business they'll do they'll have conversations so um something that uh, mason was saying was when he was talking about uh younger individuals uh they're more open to talk about their mental health struggles are and most definitely to talk about anxiety and depression because anxiety and depression shows up differently in uh different people and some people uh see it as the overthinking the procrastination the um the fear the imposter syndrome the not being able to stay asleep at night they you know they wake up during the night because their mind is racing with ideas or the list of what did i not get done so uh and the comparison the things that you compare yourself to someone else on social media because it looks like they are successful but forgetting sometimes that this is curated uh, content. So they're going to create their highlight <laughs> reel to right. show you the best. They're not going to show you what's going on behind the scenes talking about, oh, you know, I was up all night because I, you know, I was worried about, <laughs> I was worried about my bills being paid. They don't tell that part. They just get up the next day and they be like, oh, life is good. But in all actuality, there's some things going on behind the scenes, but we are having more honest conversations. And I think uh, too partly is because also the entertainment world, more entertainers are coming out having those conversations. And a lot of them are entrepreneurs and business owners. They own, you know, even though acting or singing is their craft, they own a business behind it. So they talk about the struggles are uh, sometimes the lack of, pro- uh, lack of productivity because you know of the highs and the lows. Like I said, 
being an entrepreneur and that journey is a roller coaster ride. You up high one moment, then you go down in the valley, then yes. you take a sharp curve. So um, <laughs> you see uh, more people that are willing to be open and to share about their own journey. And because we are at a place in society, especially with the pandemic where everybody went online to get, you know, to yes. get their news, to get their information, <clears throat> that it opened up a door for people yeah. to talk about it. Yes, yes. That that is so true. The um, I was laughing the whole way through. Sometimes you have to laugh when you can relate. <laughs> you know, you just have to laugh it off because sometimes it's that high functioning anxiety mm -hmm. where you know I've taken on this responsibility. I'm I'm doing all that I can to show up. I don't want you to see the struggles behind the scenes. <laughs> and the truth right. is, I have not slept. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, when I say that high functioning anxiety, and, and I do, I tell people, you know, there's that part that is the, the part of anxiety that motivates you, that keeps you working towards yeah. goals, that mm -hmm. keeps you, but there's there's also that where, where I can't stop until I get this done. I don't know how to mm -hmm. stop. Then if I stop, I'm overthinking it. Am I going to be yeah. behind? Um, there's the potential of, like you mentioned, comparison there's there's self-doubt that comes yes. with comparison mm -hmm. because you might be ahead of me 10 or 15 years and I might really be in the right place for somebody at two to five years mm -hmm. but if I'm looking over to the left and to the right <laughs> it, it's thinking just, that you're not that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing yes that's right that's that sharp curve <laughs> mm -hmm. yes <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, like going back to like we thinking about the pandemic and, and mental health, and I feel like um, it's talked about a bit more mental health now than it was before. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, I know um, I, personally, I wouldn't speak about my mental health drastically a lot. Um, it's not something I suppose I understood at first because you speak to mental health to someone, um, it's it's hard I think to explain it and like um. What, what mental health actually stands for because it stands for so many different things for each different person mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. because like you say it could be anxiety um depression um and it is it's hard to speak about isn't it like to another person like how you're feeling and what um why you're feeling like this um it, it could be could be so many reasons it it could be you've had a long day at work or it could be the pandemic actually uh, and and like how draining it could be or still could be um from doing like in your hand doors depending what kind of person you are so for example um if you're a person that's okay at home like you're okay with your own company um to talking online or if you're a kind of person that um i miss going outside i, I miss interacting with people um so it's it's very varies on the person i think it mm -hmm. does it does it really mm -hmm. does there's this, this, it's a funny reel and it says, and it's Mason, it's about entrepreneurs. And it says, I gave up my nine to five to work 24 seven. <laughs> and every time yep. I see that, I'm like, you know what, maybe 
but you know, there's those spaces where you wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, I wouldn't give I wouldn't give this up, but other times it's like this is taking over. And yes. And that whole thing about 20, uh, 24-7, 365, that hustle grind. Like I have to hustle, I have to hustle, I have to hustle, I have to, I have to keep this momentum up. But something that I'm liking that I'm seeing a little bit more of that people are realizing that they don't have to hustle as much and they can take time away or they can slow down and focus on one aspect of their business. And I, for me, uh, I can only speak for myself was I was so used to the hustle grind because I was, uh, before I became a full-time entrepreneur, I was working a full-time job. I was working on a doctorate and I was running a part-time business. So I was, I was used to that always having you know, having something to do, I always yes. having, having to, you know, I could, and I learned how to compartmentalize that really well. Like, okay, full-time job, you get this time. School, you get this time. Part-time business, you get this time. But when those things, when the full-time job left and then the school left and then moving into becoming an entrepreneur, in a way I felt lost because I feel like I needed to achieve. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. How do I compartmentalize and put these things in perspective and the slowdown? Mm. It yes. was some, it took, like, I went into a valley of like, you know, like, you know, depression. Cause I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is so not myself, but I was trying to figure figure out that um what that valley was looking like and then most definitely when you become an entrepreneur unless you were born rich the financial right. issues that come out to show up because i forgot exactly what the um what the numbers are around how long a business really like lasts mm -hmm. And it's like, if you make it past the first, I think it's if you make it past the first seven years, you pretty, you doing pretty well. But it's those first, wow. that first year to you like, whoo, what's going <laughs> on here? And like you said, the financial aspect, like when you like, you, you usually are putting more money out than what is coming in. Because I remember uh, I transitioned out of a full-time employment in 2015. And I remember in January of 2016, I woke up one morning, looked at my bank account. It had $32 in it. I said, oh, well, what's going on here? I was like, I might need to go back and get another job. This is mm -hmm. not... You know, like you wake up and I'm like, bills got to be paid. I'm still waiting for clients to pay because uh, to be when you're a service-based <laughs> business owner and yes. you're not selling the product, you your services are exchanging for dollars and the person come in and they say, can I pay you on Friday? You're like, 
uh, <laughs> I needed you to pay me today right? <laughs> because I have bills. So I'll tell you, when I woke up and I saw, uh, I saw that 13, I was like, whoo, that took me on a, on a journey. I was like, is this for me? But I knew that being an entrepreneur, that it, you know, that it was for me. And I was like, I got to stick it out. I got to stick it out. And, uh, probably for me, one of the biggest, um, hurdles that I did come up on is I ended up uh, towards the middle of 2016 having to file for bankruptcy. So that hit me hard because I felt like a failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, felt, I was like, oh, I, you know, I, I didn't do this well, but once I really could step back and me being a person of faith, I was able to see that that was actually my uh, opening to freedom in that mm-hmm. area. And, but, and so, but I had to work through like the anxiety yes. <laughs> that comes yes. along with that and uh, the sadness, the feeling of self-doubt, all those things, but also, but all the time keeping a smile on my face, my clients would have yes. never known what was going on. Even when they would, when they said they couldn't pay, I oh, okay. Daddy, it is me sitting there, but the whole time yes. I was like, uh, I needed that. But yes, you know, I was like, I needed that money, and I need you. If you're gonna pay on Friday, I need you to pay on Friday. I don't need you, but it was right. It, those things like I still have needs, you know, I still have my own needs, but it's like you sitting up there, yeah, that's good. See, see you next week, you know. But you know, putting up that um facade, like everything is okay. I'm going to be okay. Everything. And, you know, it did work out and, you know, but finding some uh, resources and some tools within the community, because uh, being an entrepreneur, especially when you're a solo entrepreneur, it can be isolating. And so you're thinking you're doing this all by yourself and you like, I got to run this business by myself. And there's not, you know, and usually in some cases, your friends are not entrepreneurs. They go into their day job every day. They're not, but you're like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. Who else is out here with me? But yes. uh, something that helped me was I became, I started becoming part of business entre- uh, incubator groups. And those usually last somewhere from 10 weeks to a year. So I would be in the room with other entrepreneurs, hearing their story, hearing their journey to help get me moving yes. forward yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that <clears throat> that's awesome that you shared your story about the bankruptcy part that that level of disclosure is huge i i participated in a training and just to hear that as an entrepreneur you should have a relationship with failure with fail oh yeah and I was like, that makes me anxious. <laughs> you know, starting out a new business, that makes me anxious in general because I, in, in my mind, my goal was to avoid failure, you know, not just to show up, but I got to have everything in order. I got to keep this going. And, you know, but then there's some things that you learn along the way. And it's like, mm, I, I can see how I, I would do that differently next time. Mm-hmm. I can see how I might plan ahead next time. I can see <laughs> how, I, look, I might tell that person, uh, I, I have to add an additional fee because it's late. You know, I, right. it's, 
Time mm-hmm. really is money when you're working for yourself. Yeah. So, right. uh, you know, so it, it definitely is the learning process. And I, I do realize that, you know, that success, as you said, it opened up a door for you to grow from there. There's that mm-hmm. failure and that uh, relationship with failure and success. And I used to think, mm-hmm. okay, I don't get it. I don't know if I want to be there, but it's true. It, it yeah. It's definitely a process and it can, um, I have felt isolated, like where there, mm-hmm. there are times that are rewarding, mm-hmm. um, not being able to relate to maybe, you know, different counterparts or people because mm-hmm. we all, we all hustling right. <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and figuring out how to manage things and balance things out. So definitely I can see how that can relate to the anxiety, the depression, mm-hmm. the confusion, sometimes guilt and shame. Like, man, yeah. I took that chance. I, look, I, I thought I was ready to jump. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Yes. Yes. Definitely. I, because, because I'll tell you my first, uh, my first time, uh, the first time that I, 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 re- I jumped out there as a full-time entrepreneur, leaving leaving the agency that I uh, worked for was actually in May of 2013. So uh, the journey was a little interesting. So I was out there, I like I thought I left, I took a vacation and while I was on vacation, somebody called me to ask me, did I wanna take another position? Okay. And I took, the uh, I took the other position. The other position was horrible. It was it was uh, and so one day it was like a forty five minute commute every, each way every day. Wow! And so I was thinking, I said, you know what? You have a business, but you over here working for somebody else. And so I decided to turn my notice in there. And then right after I turned my notice in. I got a call from the person who took my position at my first employer. And she uh, brought me back as a contractor. And she said, oh, it's only for six weeks. I ended up staying for 16 months, but I was there as a contractor. Okay. And so it was my business, but I was there as a contractor. So I was able to work with that was consistent pay because I was doing work for them. And so then I remember uh, I had signed a contract with them at, uh, in the middle of 2015. And um, because I am a believer, I remember God said, I didn't tell you to sign that contract. I said, oh my goodness, what are we about to do? So I had to go in, turn in my notice. <laughs> and then that's when I left um, in October of that year to really become a full-time entrepreneur. And then, I, like I was saying earlier, and then in January 2016, looking at my account, seeing $32, I was like, this, what, I don't think that was what I was thinking this journey was going to look like. <laughs> not I was like, no, that's not what I thought. I thought, you know, the clients would be coming, you know, they would be paying on time that, you know, the abundance would, and I was like, oh, this is, but it has been a journey. Um, It has been a growing process. Uh, I used to hear one of, uh, one of my mentors used to say that entrepreneurship is probably the best personal development 
mm. program. Even, you know, it's not that you're going to school for a program, but it is, it will grow you. It, yes. will help you get, it will help you get to know yourself, your blind spots, your strengths, all of that, all at the same time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think actually going to speak at schools, I think more actually needs to be um, taught about uh, entrepreneurship uh, because especially when I was at school, um, until yeah. about after really didn't really hear of it or what it is um, what yeah. it does of course in, in maths you're taught about money but not really using the words of entrepreneurship like mm-hmm. like it is a complicated to learn about I think for um, people that are unaware of it so it is oh. it's something that um, it does not yeah like, like, like they say schools need to possibly mm-hmm talk and teach more about it because like yeah. um i'm sitting back here learning myself so <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah. it's all right yeah, yeah. you you hit the nail right on the head basin because in this field as a whole and i'm sure there are others yeah, we say that time. all yeah. the time <clears throat> universities and programs they taught us how to work in an agency or they taught us Mm -hmm. how to work for other people but not necessarily how to run our own business i could i i I could probably pinpoint some amazing clinicians Mm -hmm. (laughs) that might have struggles being a business owner or vice Mm -hmm. versa or you might have someone who is able to manage or coach a team but they have a hard time maybe teaching a class. Now I know that yes. might sound like similar things, but mm-hmm. if you take the teacher out of the classroom and expect them to coach or kind of transition, it might be difficult because there's yes. a certain skill set that is not already there. And you're right. Entrepreneurship should be said more often. Yes. Entrepreneurship, what is it that you, you know, and you know, th- there's a group, I don't know if it's a Montessori school or an advanced mm-hmm. class, but they're teaching kids that an entrepreneur is someone who solves problems already. And I'm like, yeah. I love that. that I love sense. that. Yeah, that's a good. It's somebody who solves problems. So I'm like, oh, these little kids are doing half the work for me. Now I just need to write out what problem I'm solving. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's where the niche comes in. Now we got these that's little it. kindergartners and first graders telling us that we solve problems, Problem. you know? <laughs> and I just, I like the idea of that being a conversation. Yes, yes. There, it needs to be more conversations around it. And even, I think most, you know, if you're not in the business uh, field or if entrepreneurship is not your major, you yes. need to at least have one class like similar to what Mason was saying, at least one class in every discipline should be uh, entrepreneurship 101 in mental health counseling, in engineering, in whatever it is that, whatever your major is, whatever the discipline is. That's right. That's right. So Dr. Dangerfield, tell us, you know, you've shared your personal story. We've had a chance. And Mason, I'm right along with you. This is what I call the Dangerfield experience, because there's always something to learn. (laughs) Right. There's always (laughs) something to learn from her. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, 
So, so you shared your story. What are some what are some highlights or tips or takeaways that you share with other entrepreneurs who are in the mental health field? Do you do you share certain steps or tell tell us a little bit about that? Especially for uh, those in the mental health uh, arena, one I tell you to show up authentically in who you are. That is. Um, it's all about professional and personal identity, but mm -hmm. we all came into this uh, profession for a specific reason. And one thing I'll ask you is, why did you come into the field? And the other thing is, what do you want to be known for at the end of the day? And what I'm trying to get you to see is how you can build your personal brand around your mental health specialty. Uh, because we're all needed in our own in, in our own lanes. Yes, we are mental health counselors. We're social workers. With you know whatever discipline you fall under, you uh, but you have a unique lane. Yes. For that, so I say when identity and purpose collide, impact happens. So what I do is uh, I walk you through the steps of how you know how to build your personal brand as a mental health professional and then uh, another piece is I coach you to how to start laying the foundation for your business because most mm -hmm. definitely I want to see us all grow and win and yes. so I believe that um, whether you do it as a solo practitioner or part of a group practice you know practitioner you should have your own Mm -hmm. And even for those that work in community mental health before, you know, they make the jump out there because a lot of times that's what ends up happening. But if you don't decide to still build your personal brand mm -hmm. because that's your personal identity within the profession and most definitely don't do it by yourself, create community because we have yes. community in so many different spaces and people are looking for what uh the knowledge because as we talked about people are talking more about mental health so there's yes. you know the public wants to know they're like how can i find out more information about what you know what i'm facing uh what i can do for family members friends so yes. it's time to be a voice and uh to brand your impact that's it that's awesome that's awesome i tell you knowing that you don't have to compete and that there's that level of collaboration that's what i like mm -hmm. within our profession is that it's not like you know burger king against mcdonald's it's not right. necessarily a competitor setup it's more of a collaborative approach to where we can support one another and share and minimize some of that anxiety, minimize mm -hmm. some of that depression. And I think that is, you know, even without saying, that's a part of the awakening as it relates to entrepreneurship and mental health. That has, that's been a huge, it's, made, it's definitely made a huge impact overall because you think, you know, you see a lot of, <clears throat> situations or you see a lot of businesses and it appears mm -hmm. 
that you're doing the exact same thing. But as you said, there's something very unique about your assignment. There's something very unique about your individual brand. There's something very unique about your purpose and, and, and the people that you're seeking to serve. And let me tell y'all, I learned about branding from Dr. Dangerfield. So I can say that with confidence. <laughs> Four years ago, I may not have been able to say that. So I, I definitely appreciate uh, you know, the, the things that you shared, the teaching, and then as I said, those unspoken points that have gone a long way as far as the Jackson impact. <laughs> yes, I remember that conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, all right, like, yeah, I, like, see, Angela, you're, you're all learning from the, um, from the best. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> right, go. that's right. Yeah, there you go. But, yeah, listen, when you're learning, you got to learn from somebody who's steps ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what, <laughs> we can learn together, but you, you got to, look, you got to link yep. up. Yep. That's what I have. I have my own. Men, I have two mentors that uh, are in different professions to help me move ahead. And so I get information from them to share with those that are that are coming behind me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's important. Look, yeah. remember that, Mason, for entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. um, Dr. Dangerfield. Um, could you tell us um, what your plans are for the future? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. I've been asking myself that a little bit more. But uh, actually, actually uh, my plans for the future, one, is to actually build um, and myself and another uh, clinician, we're looking to build a business incubator for counselors and coaches because even though I've been through uh, a couple of business incubator, our profession is not seen in the room. Usually I'm the one, one long uh, counselor in the room. So I'm like, so we are uh, looking to build that. And the other piece is to uh, provide uh, wellness and retreat services for mental health professionals. Because if y'all haven't figured out Mental health professionals are my people. <laughs> they are my people. They are my people. So uh, looking to uh, create products and services for mental health professionals because uh, what started me on the journey was I asked who was helping mental health professionals and small uh, voices in my head said, you are. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. And so... <laughs> So, yes. So those are a couple things that I have on uh, the horizon uh, for the near future. Yeah, it sounds it sounds good. Sounds good. It's always good to plan for the future, even though um, yeah, it's into the unknown, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think today we've 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 talked about a lot. Um, like I've I've kind of listened for quite a lot of it, so um, uh, which uh, which is good for me to to learn more and and for anyone listening, um, having a a doctor um, Dangerfield experience. 
That's right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> International. Yeah. The Dr. Dangerfield that's experience. Amazing. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, Angela, do you have anything to um to say before before we finish? I, I do want to highlight that Dr. Dangerfield is the keynote speaker for the Wellness on the River Conference for Mental Health Awareness Month. And if you want to hear more from her, be on the lookout of how you can connect as far as that conference. And also, we want to hear from Dr. Dangerfield. Tell the listeners and viewers how they can connect with you from here. Well, you can always find me on Instagram at I am Dr. Dangerfield. Uh, my website is www.drdangerfield.com. But if you want to catch me, it's usually on Instagram. So you can DM me, follow. And I uh, try to uh, provide insight, positivity, uh, but also yes. questions that will make you think. <laughs> yes. That's always good. That is like a good question to make you think. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And as we spoke about the conference, I think Angela is going to be shared. If, if people can't be there, it will be shared like on um, um, when it afterwards, like the conference is done. Yes, it, it will be recorded. Um, I will give instructions for those who uh, can be virtual only. Um, also, due to the Wi-Fi on the, on the boat, um, it's, it's not, we won't be able to access that. So it will be pre-recorded, but then there will also be parts that are live streamed for, you know, for access. Yeah, that's good. And uh, I think that's good. Um, but, but but yeah, I, I, like um, uh, lastly for me, I think it's been a really good talk today because um, lots has been learned. Um, I think Angela, you might have learned some more. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're always learning. <laughs> always learning, always learning. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Dangerfield, is there anything lastly you want to say before we um, like finish? Well, I just want to say. Uh... For anyone that is thinking about the journey of entrepreneurship or that is an entrepreneur, please um, get you a therapist. Have you a safe space to go and talk to people, uh, to someone about what's going on and to take care of your mental health because that is your birthright. Yeah, yeah. Mental health is really important. As a, yes. It is a mental health awakening, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was just yeah. thinking yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. This well, has been a yeah. mental health awakening. Yeah. Yeah. It has. It has. We've all awakened, haven't we? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. um, but um, to everyone watching, to everyone listening, um, I hope you've enjoyed this as, as much as me, Angela, and Dr. Dangerfield. But um, we'll be seeing you in the next episode. Um, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you.